Welcome fellow pilots and other podcast listeners to another episode of the Alaska Pilots Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with all four of our MEC officers, Will McQuillan, Joe Youngerman, Garen Tinchert, and Scott Mokas. And we'll be talking about the video that hopefully all of you have watched. So I'm going to ask if you haven't seen that yet, pause this podcast and watch the video. It'll make a lot more sense to you what we're talking about today. It's down in the show notes. It's not password protected, so anyone, whether you're a pilot or anyone else, will be able to watch it. And uh, go ahead and watch that and, and then rejoin us on, on the podcast. So, welcome to the year 2021. We're all hoping, I think, that it will be better than the last year, and we have some indications that it, that it should be. We talked about that in the video, as, as you saw, and, and our own company management has made similar comments. So let's, let's get into that. And Will, maybe you can talk about why we made that video in the first place. Yeah, thanks, David. I, I think, as we alluded to on that last podcast, that we were fully ready to put 2020 in, that, in the rearview mirror, right? And to focus forward, um, that was a lot of what kind of underpinned our desire with the video was to know that we had navigated, you know, a fairly decent threat in, in 2020. And 2021 was certainly an environment in which we were, you know, set up to prosper, that our time is now, that the conditions are right, and it's time to, to refocus on pilot priorities. We've, you know, as we used the metaphor before, we've navigated the storm, and now the time is to continue to destination. And in particular, if you look at, you know, the events that transpired over the last couple of weeks where Alaska's announced perhaps the most significant order uh, for aircraft in the airline's history, um, implied in that announcement is a fleet decision that's going to have significant pilot impact. Um, and in addition, Congress has finally passed a financial relief bill, which includes an extension of payroll support program funding. Um, you know, and even though we don't have pilots on furlough, it provides even firmer footing as we move into 2021. You know, we're seeing pilots recalled from their EILs early. In, in other words, uh, kind of the, the theme of the video is there's a lot to look forward to in 2021, and we can get there based on the lessons we learned in 2020, and we can get there together. Right. And you, as I said, we're seeing that from our own management as well. And and I've, I don't normally do this, but I, I think there's a couple of their Quotes are, are worth repeating that if you saw in the company message to their employees on December 23rd, Minikuchi says, Brad and I are so optimistic about the future of Alaska. And then Tilden goes on to say, our best days are definitely ahead. We're in a good position. And later, I think you should all be feeling really optimistic about the future. So it's, it's nice to hear that from our management. Yeah, I suppose it's hard to like express a lot of enthusiasm while we're still navigating the pandemic. But I think that those comments absolutely, um, you know, lend faith that we can move forward, that, you know, the, the hardest part of getting through the pandemic is behind us with the vaccine uh, on the horizon, certainly with the aircraft order, certainly with what we're seeing in terms of bookings and that, you know, we are now in a much more optimistic position to return to our focus, which is advocating for the pilot's needs, goals, and things that are so long overdue in our CBA. Exactly. And Joe, in the video, I thought you made a really good point about now is the time. We can't wait until everything is back to normal to start negotiations. You want to flesh that out a bit? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, 
what we saw with the company announcing an aircraft order uh, such as this demonstrates exactly what we were talking about in the video, that you have to be thinking ahead of current events. You have to be thinking of where you want to be, just like pilots in the airplane. You know, if you're only... Uh, if you're not thinking ahead of the cockpit, you're already behind. And and so we we uh, what we were talking about in the video is that we know we have goals. We they haven't changed, uh, and to reach those goals, we need to get to work uh, now, not when the industry is recovered. If we're gonna if we're gonna be there when we want to get you know when we want to be. Yeah, said another way, we need to be where the puck is going to be. Exactly, you know. You got to lead your target, right? So, uh, you know, we can't wait until everyone is in agreement that hey, things are better now. It's uh, COVID's behind us, and and uh, we're in a better place. We have to start laying the groundwork now, so that when we're there, uh, our initiatives are, are concluding, not just not just beginning. I think that's a really important point to make too. Is that you you have to lean forward, you have to lead on these things. That you know, there, there's a, a narrative of convenience around the fact that everything has to be perfect before we can execute on pilot priorities. And we've certainly seen that not to be true. You know, that uh, there is no such thing as a perfect time that everything has to be settled. The time is now and the time is when you have enough vision into the future to know where you need to be. We're more than six months past our amendable date. Before that amendable date, we had been negotiating with the company it's time to continue where we left off back before the pandemic occurred. Yeah, and I think kind of what you're saying is true is that we, we've been doing a lot of shoveling. We've been moving a lot of earth even during the pandemic. It's just now we're just totally focused on this goal. This industry is so dynamic. If you wait till the perfect time, first of all, there never is a perfect time. But if you are thinking to wait till the perfect time, it's too late and something else has changed and something else is impacting your ability to negotiate and get something on the table. So like you guys are saying, now is the time to continue with what we've been doing. Yeah, just like I stated on the video, you know, business doesn't stop in the pandemic. Things, airplanes still have to fly. No, that's a great point, Scott. Business business doesn't stop. You know, we, we got uh, refocused for a time on COVID like everyone, like we needed to be, like the company needed to be. And as that you know, it starts to show up in the rearview mirror. We need to now focus on where we were as we, as we entered into the into the pandemic, and that was doing the work needed to uh, to succeed in our negotiations. So, you know, it's as, as you said, it's nothing new. This is something we had already been working at. So we're we're just refocusing. You know, we had to navigate around a storm. We've we're, we've done that. It's time to get back on course. Get back on the airway. And, and much as we don't ever want to dwell on that lost opportunity in, you know, 2020 or, you know, basically the adversity that we faced in 2020, I think it is worth noting that we learned a lot in that year in what we've been able to accomplish and, you know, significantly proving to management. Finally, we had an opportunity to prove Alpa's worth, you know, that our SMEs can define a path forward and uh, sometimes a very innovative path that doesn't require repeating the mistakes of the past. Um, you know, we've obviously we came very close to a knee jerk management impulse to furlough to save costs. And we were able to find a better path forward. And then subsequently in the year, we've had other opportunities, especially with scheduling issues to continue to prove our worth. And I think that that provides a good template now that we, we focus in 2021. Fortunate 
that we actually did come up with those agreements over the summer because we probably wouldn't be in the same position we are in now with the ability to grow um, without them. Oh, yes. Good grief. If they had furloughed or if we'd gone down a different path, this airline's future and prospects in 2021 would be very different. Same thing applies with the contract. I would think the company would and should want to settle on our contract so that um, it is behind us kind of a fresh start where we're into this new mode. We have a, a new growth potential. We've ordered new airplanes and we should also want everybody on board and part of getting everybody on board is to settle a contract so that we're all pulling on the same rope uh, to make this company something that we can all be proud of. And specifically, you know, a CBA that kind of codifies some of that value that we're talking about that Alba brings to the table. Behind the scenes, there's a lot of things that go on mm -hmm. that we're providing value to the company every day. Every day we've got guys out there monitoring the FOQA things, creating uh, a better path forward and learning and training. The training department is always uh, overseeing what's going on in training, providing inputs and giving them uh, some better I don't know, highlights into how their training program could be better. We've got uh, the safety program that is continually working with the company to point out different things, trying to work with the company and provide better safety practices. And uh, all these things are going on behind the scenes every day. And so we can point towards the big wins, i.e. the leaves. But uh, what we don't and are not so aware of on a daily basis is these things happen behind the scenes every day with the FOQA team, with the training team, with the safety team. Uh, all these guys are working uh, to great lengths to make this place better, to make the pilots' worlds a little bit better, and actually the company benefits from it, all of it. Yep, and right. let's not forget the, the scheduling team and uh, the membership team, and we could go on and on. And I think that you know being able to actually pull together a CBA that recognizes that value you know, that codifies that is going to also pay dividends, not just to the pilot group, but, you know, indirectly to the company. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I wasn't trying to leave out some of the other oh, uh, we committees all like day long, right? training yeah. and, uh, and all these things that are the ones that I'm oversight for. But as far as uh, all the others that are fantastic and they're actually very um, noticed experts in their fields and provide a lot of value towards the, not just the pilots, but for the company as well to have better practices going forward. So... Yes, our SMEs and our committee members actually pave a pathway for success for the company itself. They really do. So we've been talking about optimism and, and reasons that the future looks good. One of those, of course, is the aircraft order. Will, can you parse that out a little bit and, and talk about what that means? Well, certainly, you know, there, there's two parts to it, of course. Um, the 68 airplanes that are firm and, you know, of those, some of them are 32 aircraft um, that were original rolled into the bigger deal plus 13 lease. So there's really 23 new airframes in that. But I think I kind of we should focus on the, the 52 options, maybe, because that's the piece that I think we're going to hear the most about as we move forward. What do you mean by that? Well, OK, the 52 options, of course, can be you know changed uh, as needed. Right. They can take them. They cannot take them. So, you know, th there's a lot that we need to kind of watch. Those are the moving pieces and probably the most that we'll hear about from management as we move forward. Yeah, I think growth in terms of the way a pilot looks at growth is is all in those options, right? Well, you know, you, you have the, the steady state orders that will probably come online, but the actual growth and the way that a pilot looks at growth is in those options and whether they take those options in a timely manner. Yeah, we, we've heard that there's up to 50 airplanes, give or take, again, yeah. depending upon the 700s and the 900s, of, of growth in this. Right. But there's a, there's a good asterisk there, right? And that's what pilots should be focused on. 
there's a certain degree of caution, you know, with, with, it's easy to get excited about growth, but of course options can be deferred. And it wasn't long ago when we heard that they were going to grow at 8% a year, then 6%, then 4%, then 2%, you know, and, and of course the, uh, the suggestions of 8% growth occurred while we were trying to negotiate a JCBA. And uh, as soon as that was done, we, you know, slowly ratcheted back to about 2% growth. So here we are, you know, once again, getting into section six negotiations and, and we've got this lovely carrot of growth out there in front of us. And, and so I think it is really important to stay focused on improving the agreement we have. And, and while growth is great and good for everyone to, to keep it in context. Yeah, you can't get distracted by those promises. All you can mm -hmm. do, promises are one thing, but the realities are we have areas in which the our contract is deficient and, and pilot needs that need to be addressed immediately. And that's the mm -hmm. most important focus. So even though that growth narrative may be dangled out there, we may hear various spins of it. We certainly have historically over time, right? David, mm -hmm. you, I, and certainly Garen can, can speak to having heard that song and dance before, but yeah, our focus is on what the pilots need. And I think when you look at those options, you know, the, the time horizon on the arrival of those aircraft is, of course, the most distant. And those aircraft, rec, you know, are, are representative of growth. And with that t timeline being the most distant, obviously, there is the most uh, able to change. And so I think, you know, what happens in 2025 may actually be different than than what's being forecast could be better could be worse so i think it's always important to to sort of temper your enthusiasm about plans for five years down the road as we all know this industry can can disrupt even the best made plans this talk about growth is is making me cautious and re reminding me of uh, things that i've experienced throughout my career you know i've been in this industry for 26 years, worked for three companies and been through maybe seven or eight contract negotiations in some form or another when times are good and when times are bad. And what is uncanny throughout the industry, I think, is there is always a way that management can create a narrative that they are unable to make gains to the contract. And a common one is equating gains in a contract with growth or with aircraft purchases. and um, I, I'm not saying that that will happen this time, but it, it is something that I want to be cognizant of is, is that narrative of, hey, guys, this, this really isn't a good time to be making any of these improvements that you're asking for. Instead, what we want to do is invest heavily in these airplanes and these new routes, and we're going to take advantage of, of this opportunity and gather market share, and we really need you guys to do your part to allow us to do that. And I, I just think that we should be aware that there there are ways to do both. Pilots who have been here for a decade or more will remember the 2010 plan where we were going to be all over the country and uh, in exchange basically for not making major gains and um, and it really didn't pan out because you know things things change and then you're left holding the bag so to speak. Right. And, you know, to be clear, the only thing that's relevant to us that we focus on is what the pilots need. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, a good contract and growing the air, airline are not mutually exclusive. Uh, we see that throughout the industry, uh, airlines that have good contracts are able to be successful 
uh, in their business as well. So the ar- argument that we need to have a substandard contract for this airline to be successful is just, it's just, it's just nonsense. Yeah. If you view growth and just in terms of available seat miles, it's short-sighted. Growth involves everything. It grows, involves relationships with their labor groups. It involves relationships with all their stakeholders. There's a lot to growth more than just available seat miles. We want to ensure that we are part of that growth. The company grows. We want our pilot ranks to grow. We want our CBA to grow. And with CBA growth is going to be those uh, job protection assurances that will be flying the aircraft that are part of this growth. That's right. Yeah, that's a great point. Growth from the corporation often means air group growth. Yes. Right. Before we leave the discussion of the aircraft order, Joe, what do you think that tells us about the fleet that we can expect? Yeah, David, I think the fleet uh, direction is going pretty much the way most people anticipate, at least people that have been paying attention over the last uh, year or two. I, I don't think it came as a big surprise that uh, you know we're, we're going the direction of Boeing with uh, you know going down to just 10 Airbus 321s, at least in, in the short term. Uh, of course, that raises anxiety within the pilot group as to, you know, what does that mean for bases? Of course, San Francisco uh, is at this point uh, just an Airbus base. So there could be changes there. It could turn into a a Boeing uh, base. Uh, Obviously, people based in San Francisco have some anxiety over that. Anytime a base closes or changes, uh, there are unknowns. And of course, we saw, you know, JFK shut down and that's, that's always disruptive to people in their lives when that kind of thing happens. So uh, in the end, obviously, it's it's management's decision uh, what kind of airplanes they want to fly and and where they want to have crew bases. But certainly as as your union, we're going to do everything we can to uh, to make sure that it's as, as least disruptive as possible on pilots' lives, whatever direction that, that management chooses to go in. I think they still lack sufficient clarity at this point to make hard and fast decisions on some of this. But, uh, you know, we, we certainly, you know, we're looking out for the pilots, all Alaska pilots, and trying to keep uh, their lives uh, as least disrupted as possible. Yep. And I w- I'll jump on that and say that we do appreciate the fact that in the announcement, uh, you know, Captain Ladner did promise to include ALPA as partners in the discussion in and around pilot basing and, you know, how this fleet decision impacts the pilots. Um, that's that's encouraging. However, I, you always have to lead the cautionary tale that we've learned from JFK um, that management can and will make business decisions you know, regardless of ALPA. That's absolutely right, Will. And hopefully some of the events over the last year have demonstrated that, uh, you know, our input matters. We have good ideas and uh, we should be included in any in any thought process on the subject. I think maybe before we move on, David, I kind of want to reorient you back to talk a little bit about the the video and kind of the timing of it and the reasons that we we felt that it was important you know, to, to make the video and specifically, I guess, the message, of course. Yeah, that's been an interesting thing of timing. You know, the, these take a long time to create. And we started talking about it way back in October and I mean, September in a way, but a little bit more in earnest in October and then really did the the writing and the scripting and the shooting in, in November, early, early in mid-November. And one of the things we wanted to make sure was understood by everybody is, yeah, there's a pandemic going on. Uh, yeah, there's things look 
bad out there, but our company is, is doing well. We expected things to turn around and we want to make sure that the pilots understand that when the company turns around that we also want to turn around. And, and it, it's great that the company is going to do well, as Joe said, but the pilot group also needs to do well. And we wanted to talk about why that is, what we're looking forward to. And when we shot it, we, we, we knew these things in, in generalities. We really didn't have specifics, but we did have the expectations. And coincidentally, you know, we decided that we would launch the video when we did the, the weekend after the Christmas holiday. And that turned out to be the same week that we got all this great news for management. So it, it really, what we were looking into, what we understood, we, we got some details that we didn't have before, but were really fleshed out by management. Yeah, I, what you're trying to say here is the value of the, of the strategic planning that we had done for months in advance kind of kind of paid off. I mean, we, we looked into the future and saw what we thought would be a good pivot point being in terms of the vaccine and in terms of fleet decisions, being able to leverage that uh, to its you know greatest extent during the pandemic. And we saw opportunity in terms of not just the adversity, but opportunity coming out the backside. And we turned out to be pretty close. Yeah, exactly. When, when we were prepping for the video and even when we shot it, we didn't know that those things would be coming out when they did, but yeah. we, we were anticipating them. And it's, you know, we, the pilots saw a long time ago, we have a strategic plan and we, we keep looking at that, rehashing it, making sure that we're following our plan and that the external circumstances, whether or not they fit in, whether that plan needs to be adjusted and, and we move forward. And, and we want to make sure the pilots are aware of that. Yeah. And in this case, those external pieces, we didn't have to readjust. They literally fell into place just like we'd kind of hoped and anticipated, almost on cue. I'll take it. Exactly. And so the point is, now really is the time to move forward and, and make sure that we are working at making the improvements to our contract that we know that the pilots want. We, we've heard from them on a number of sources and on a number of occasions, and we have a good idea of what that is. And the negotiating committee is going to be bringing that to the company. The, the other bit of optimism for the future that we haven't yet talked about is the stimulus bill that just was passed by Congress. Uh, yes, that would be essentially a four-month extension of the payroll support program that existed last year. And it provides extra money to all the airlines uh, in the industry. It also prevents furloughs for the first three months of the year, restricts executive total compensation, for 18 months and prohibits uh, dividends and stock repurchase programs for the first three months of the year. Basically, this bill, even though we didn't have a pilot furloughed, obviously gives the, the company a solid financial foundation in terms of payroll support for the next four months. And they're going to emerge from this pandemic with a, a really strong balance sheet compared to their peers. Wall Street's quite pleased with it and just, again, underpins the notion that now is the time to be moving forward on pilot priorities. So that bit of optimism is is another example of what we were trying to express in the video. And we, I mean, why don't we just sort of recap the points that we were making in there? Well, we've weathered the challenges of 2020, which is the coronavirus pandemic, a massive schedule reduction, and that led to us protecting pilot jobs and wages through collaboration with the company and through legislative means with the government. It's now time to go ahead and look and see what we can build upon in the future now. 
Yeah, I totally agree, Scott. I think, uh, you know, in my 30 plus years in this industry, there's been a lot of hiccups and speed bumps along the way. There were Gulf Wars, uh, you, you, you know, financial collapses, 9-11, and now this pandemic. And uh, one thing is for sure that, that there is always a recovery that follows. And I think, you know, that that's why it's so important that we are laying the groundwork now for our success. The airline is, is doing their work for their financial success, and we're doing our work for our success in reaching a CBA as we come out of this most recent uh, industry speed bump. Yep. And I think it's always important to stress, too, that the pilots are the driving force of this airline's success. And, you know, not just in our everyday roles, but in helping the airline chart that best course forward um, that advances both the successes of the airline and, as we always note, advances the pilots' interests, which is our focus. It's a great point, Will. You know, companies are going to do what companies do, uh, and they act when they're compelled to act financially. And it's our unity is what causes them to be compelled to act. In working with Alpa, we make, or we at least help make that airline successful. And we also ensure that the pilots have the contract that they need. And by God, we get there together. So if the time is now, what have we been doing? What's the MEC been up to? Well, in addition to the strategic planning that we've talked about you know, on the, the podcast today, um, we did engage in a recent meeting with senior management to make a lot of the exact same points that we're talking about here today on this podcast. And I'll just summarize by saying that we've made it very, very clear that now is the time to start talking and that, you know, again, Alpa's returned significant value to the company as we, we move through 2020 and will continue to do so as we negotiate in 2021. Um, specifically looking forward, we've got ongoing meetings on the books with uh, senior level management, again, to continue to advocate for problem solving, advancing pilot priorities, and to deal with you know, the day-to-day issues that we do still continue to struggle with as far as contractual compliance. Um, the MEC has got a meeting on January 19th through the 22nd, and that meeting is heavily focused on strategic planning um, and reporting back to you the results of that planning, how we see the landscape, management's performance, and another good look at the, the road ahead. So uh, just like we did in the previous year, you'll receive, the pilots will receive a detailed report in the form of an executive summary of that strategic plan. Traditionally, Will, I have you close these things out with uh, closing thoughts, but since I've got all four officers, let, let's hear from everybody. But Will, if you want to start us. Yeah, I appreciate that, David. I think... Uh, I'll let the other officers kind of speak to their thoughts on 2021. But one of the things that I'm focused on, you know, intently is getting back out and finding the opportunity to connect safely with the pilots. The pandemic has taken away, I think, one of our favorite tools, which has been airport sits and the ability to attend in-person LEC meetings and to connect and hear from the pilots directly. And so if I'm looking at like one of my key focuses and wishes for 2021 is going to be that we have we find another way to, to reconnect and make that happen as the pandemic permits. Yeah, while we are not able to hold these airport sits, uh, LEC meetings and other unity events, your reps and officers are flying and available to answer questions and address your feedback. All right, Joe, you're next. Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, in my role as also serving as our uh, pilot group's executive vice president, I'm, I'm fortunate in that I get to hear from uh, the other EVPs and what's going on at their properties. And one of the things that 
I always appreciate when I come away from those those meetings is how unified this pilot group is. I think that is critical to success. And when I hear some of the struggles going on at a few other properties, I, I am very thankful that this group remains engaged and unified and supportive of its MEC. I, it is so much easier uh, to do our jobs. We are, are able to remain focused on our goals when we're not trying to solve uh, you know, internal issues. And I think this, this MEC works extremely well together. The pilot group is very engaged and supportive, and that's going to carry us through 2021 and carry us through to achieving the success we want from Section 6 negotiations. Thanks, Joe. I couldn't agree more. You know, I've always said that I have a lot of faith in this pilot group. I think we have a remarkably resilient pilots, uh, especially over the last year. But even more than that, uh, since the merger, this pilots group has certainly been through a lot and it has not gone unnoticed. Uh, and again, remarkably resilient in the way they, they handle themselves and go forward on things. And um, I feel strongly that if the company genuinely valued uh, what the pilots have been through, their resiliency and what they provide and how much value they provide, it also provides value in turn back to the company every step of the way going forward. I wish all of you guys could have heard how many times Canole crowed to me yeah. about how successful this merger was. Mm -hmm. uh, he was really proud of our two groups and the way they came together. And he had nothing but good things to say about the way we conducted ourselves. And it it it, it did get noticed. It still gets noticed. And uh, we are still looked at at the national level of a, a group that's really got its together. And, and I'm, I'm proud of that for all of us. You know, I think we certainly have the right team in place to navigate 2021. In fact, I can tell you I've never seen such a good group of volunteers to do so. Yeah, thanks, Garen. I mean, we will get there together. I think the pilot group coming together has done a lot, and then we'll get there together with our company. If, As you say, if they really genuinely approach us with the value that we give to our company, we can accomplish a lot. Speaking of together and unity, I'd like to ask that those of you listening share this with your family members. As we get into the negotiations, it'll be important that everyone who's a, a part of your household understands what you're fighting for and, and what we as a group are, are trying to achieve. And the best way to do that is just keep them in the loop with general communications from your union. But particularly, I think this video that we just put out in this particular podcast will help them understand what's ahead of us. Well, gentlemen, thank you for coming in and, and recording this. I really appreciate it as always. I, I'm sure it'll be useful to our pilots. Thanks, David. Thank you, David. Thanks, David. Thank you, David. And I want to thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Alaska Pilots Podcast. I'm your host, Captain David Campbell.